It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Debate of seven on a Saturday morning, 55.5 degrees, a triple nickel out there this morning. It's going to be a beautiful Saturday. Lots of stuff to do. If you have a question about what you ought to do or ought not to do or why you should do it, if you're a beginning gardener and have a question about just how to get started, easy enough to do. The phone number is 404-872-0750. Direct the conversation to what you want to know about gardening, 404 872 0750. Bruce in Norcross joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Bruce, good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you? I'm all right, man. What's up? All right. So uh, uh, I'm a bit of a hack in, in gardening, but I love doing it. Yeah. But I think I over-fertilized um, my garden hmm. when I was uh, you know setting it up and planting my my peppers and tomatoes yeah. and cucumbers. Yeah. So what did you put down? Tell me the story. It was, um, and I'm forgetting the brand I don't have in front of me, but it's an organic fertilizer, dry fertilizer. I think it was like a 10, 10, 10. Okay. Um, you know, and, you know, if a cup is good, two cups are better. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes when it comes, well, I'm not going to go there. Um, right. So go ahead. Go ahead. So, um, so my, like my peppers, they look like, um, you know, they're wilting. They look like they haven't been watered in a month. Mm. Um but I've been watering them, and, and they've got some great soil, but I just think I put too much fertilizer down. So I'm wondering if there's something I can do to kind of alleviate that. I don't know. Are they burning? Are they? Am I killing them with too much nitrogen? I, I just don't know. When you said you thought this was an organic 10-10-10, tell me more what you remember about the product you put down. Um, you know, I got it at uh, you know I got it at a garden uh, place. It was yeah. a big bag of dried. And it, it, it described it as a, a an organic fertilizer huh. I, I if you said it I'd, I'd remember it all right the, we already had the guest from mill organite was on the show this morning holly tone is another very common one yeah it was uh, like mr johnson's or uh, eb stone perhaps that could be it yeah all right, eb stone comes from pike yeah it's, it's like different somebody's names all right yeah. could be eb stone the good news is all of these organic fertilizers one of the real real advantages to an organic fertilizer is it's only activated the nitrogen is only released once the soil has warmed up and in many cases the soil really just doesn't warm it up fast enough for a lot of it to be released at one time it's much more a slowly release slowly acting six to eight week uh, release nutrient for the for the plants that doesn't mean you didn't put too much down it does mean that there's a little safety aspect into it that the organic fertilizers offer that the 10 10 10 granular stuff that's not organic would not offer to you if you put too much 10 10 10 down guaranteed you'll burn the roots of your of your pepper plant yeah, yeah. as far as knowing what's going on that's hard bruce it's hard to say what's going on without really digging the pepper and looking at the roots if you want to do that, that's probably the best thing to find out if that is indeed your problem. And what I would do is use a trowel, dig them up. They're not big, I'm sure, right now. Uh, wash the soil off of the roots and just see what they look like. If they're brown, black, don't look right, don't look white and turgid like a carrot should, then they're probably burned and you get to go to the nursery and buy some more. It's not too late to plant peppers. In fact, it's still a little bit early. They love hot soil, and we don't have hot soil yet, so... 
why plant them so early anyway? Maybe this is nature's way of saying, Bruce, you're too early. Uh, but <laughs> if you want to dig them up and look at the roots just to see what happened and why you shouldn't put down twice the amount recommended, then that might be inter- uh, instructive and educational for you. Okay. All right. Well, that's helpful. So I, yeah. hey, so at least it sounds like I got, I got a safety net on the organic side. I so. do. Yeah. The safety net is an organic fertilizer, certainly. Excellent. Thanks so much, Walter. You bet, Bruce. Thanks for calling. We got, oh, Dave. Dave was up in Ellenwood, and Dave joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, David, good morning. Yeah, look, man, I've been listening to you for probably about eight years. I really appreciate what you're doing. I just never had the need to to call you for much. But, look, I got a Japanese maple. It looks good. It's all it is. But I had to take out a branch uh, a few months ago. Well, actually, it was, uh, you know, uh, about a year and a half ago, all right, and it's drying up, drying back, drying back, drying mm-hmm. back, and now it's to the point where I think it might damage the main trunk and kill my tree. All right, wait a second. You say you took a branch away, so it's gone, right? You the branch is, a... yeah, I had to take it out because it was protruding someplace. Yeah. I need yeah. I need to get it out, Smart. so I got it out, but I didn't put any of that... That, that I think the sap or something you get, you put on it. You yeah, know, you don't have to do that. You don't. You didn't make any mistake by not doing that. So so far so good. What is drying up then? What did you describe? Drying up, drying up, drying up. Just the branch that I cut off. The pe- the part I didn't cut it off all the way to the trunk. Yeah. I cut it off a, a little bit out. All right. Probably about as the length of your arm. Okay. Okay. And then I just I just let it go, and then it just. It started drying up, drying up, drying up, drying up. Now that dry part is up to the main trunk. Yeah. And you say it's okay, then it's okay. Well, the, it's okay not to put the wound dressing, that tarry stuff you put on. We don't recommend that anymore. It doesn't help the tree to, to heal or anything like that, so no right. problem there. Right. But is this right. was this a lower limb on the maple tree, or is it high up in the tree, Dave? Where was yeah, it on the Actually, it's, it's about... I'm, I'm about uh, I'm, I'm less than six feet tall, so uh-huh. it's it's about the height of my. It's probably about six feet. And how how far above that point does the rest of the tree grow? Oh, it's <clears throat> the tree looks healthy. I mean, the tree is just right. going on up. I believe I know what's going on, Dave. What? When you cut off the that branch that you had, it had some foliage that was sticking out, and that's why you cut it off. It was sticking out in a way that's you didn't right. like. Right. But when you left that stub on the tree, those leaves were not enough to feed the tree very much nutrient, like a like a long branch would have that had all the leaves on it. These little few leaves that you left on the tree on that stub simply couldn't feed the tree. And the tree said to itself, what am I hanging around with you for? And so the tree itself naturally has aborted that limb. And so I think the situation is very simple. Go, go back with that limb and observe how the bark changes where the limb goes into the trunk of the Japanese maple. And what you'll see is a little collar, for lack of a better word, a collar where the limb goes into the trunk. You need to take your real sharp saw, make a cut just on the edge of that collar. Because right. that will allow the tree to heal over. It will swell. It'll grow. It'll grow. It'll finally seal off that limb where it was, and you won't have any problems ever again. I would that's just simply cut off the stud. That's I, I, hey, I appreciate you, man. I, that's all I needed. <laughs> nothing to it, then. Thanks for Thank calling, you, David. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. 8.14. We got time for Eric. Sure, we got time for Eric because he's in Athens in the Classic City. The G-Day game being held over there. 93,000 people hopefully going to fill that stadium up. What's going on, Eric? <laughs> uh, thanks for taking the call. Yeah, we're, we're trying to get the game this afternoon. But I've tilled up a couple weeks back. Uh, about a 50 by 50 foot section of my backyard. I wanted to 
plant new seed of Bermuda. Got it. And I've heard I need to put lime down, I need to amend the soil, and I don't really know what amending soil means. All right. Um, so I, is there anything I need to do now before putting the seed out? Yeah. What? Tell me, Eric, what does the soil look like? Is it hard, hard red clay, or what does the soil look like to begin with? It's It's definitely... Georgia red clay, um, <laughs> and I I went ahead and just rented a a, a big boy tiller, yeah, uh, and and just let that do the work for me, yeah. Um, so I it had a few sections where I could feel pretty hard rock, but most of it was just decent soil. But there's there's no nice black soil built in; yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. red clay. All right, I'll give you a choice, and one of them is going to require a little bit of money and a little bit of time, but it'll result in a better-looking lawn, but I'll let you make the choice yourself. Mm-hmm. The better way to prepare for the Bermuda seed would be to go buy some soil amendment. And they, they sometimes sell it by the bag, and it's called soil conditioner or soil organic matter or something like that. If you have a lawn, honestly, the better way to get it is to find in the in the – I guess Google. You don't use Yellow Pages anymore. But you go on Google and uh, say Landscape Supplies Wholesale or Landscape Materials Yard or something like that. And there'll be places around Athens that have these yards where they have a front-end loader and they load trucks and the landscapers use it to go out to their jobs to Uh, deliver material to them. You find one of those places and say, I have a lawn that's about 100 feet by 50 feet. How much stuff do I need to put a layer of topsoil or your soil amendment mix about an inch to two inches maybe thick? And they say, well, sir, you need about three cubic yards. How much does it cost to deliver that? It costs $75. Okay, deliver it to XYZ. Spend your time, Eric, spreading that stuff out because it's going to be a big pile, and you get to go out and shovel that stuff and spread it all over the lawn, and then go rent that tiller and till it all in. Even though you already tilled it once, you till it all in again and make it um, real homogenous. Ooh, that's going to be the prettiest-looking Bermuda lawn in the neighborhood. You are going to be so proud of that lawn. But you may say, man, I don't have enough money for that amendment stuff. I don't have the time to put the tiller out there. I don't want to do that. I've already tilled it once. If you want to do that, Bermuda will usually look okay, but it will not be yard of the month Bermuda grass. So your choice. Uh, And then the seed, frankly, Eric, you're early to put seed down anyway, so I wouldn't even think about that until the end of April, first week of May, maybe. It needs to be nice and warm, nice and warm outside. So you yeah. have time to do either one of these things. One is, you know, do the topsoil and the tilling and all that and rake it out smooth and lay the seed. Or you can simply just wait till May 1st, May 5th, yeah. do it then. Well, okay. Well, I'll definitely look for the, the topsoil amendment at some some places. Yards, here. I've, never, yeah. I've never looked for before, so yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. I appreciate the help. Thanks and, you know, go, I tell you a place to go to ask where to find some of these yards, Eric, is go to Kofor's uh, home oh, and garden yeah. over there. And ask yeah, them yeah, and say, yeah. hey, where can I get a bulk delivery of topsoil? And they'll know. They'll tell you. Sure. Oh, man, I appreciate it. And one more thing, just because you're mm-hmm. here and because you're my friend, uh, go to my website and type in the words in the search line. Type in Bermuda Seed, and that should take you to a page that tells you all the details about how to water after you plant the seed. And that's going to give you a lot more details on how to be successful with it. All right. Thanks for calling, Eric. we got to go. It's 818, and you're listening to Lawn and Garden. 
This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. If you're going to Athens for the G-Day game today, beautiful day outside, great day to enjoy the football there and... Tomorrow is going to be about the same. And whatever happens today, Georgia will win. Yes, it will indeed. So if you have a full weekend ahead of you, go to the ball game, listen to them on the radio today. We'll have it here on News Talk WSB. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes right here. And by the way, Scott has suggested, and I will take his suggestion under advisement. You know, on May the 7th, we'll have our friend Ashton Ritchie from the Scott's Company will be here, and we will be celebrating the... World Naked Gardening Day. Scott has offered to give a second question to anybody who calls and says that they are naked on that day. So think about that. If you're willing to call this radio show and be totally unclothed, I will be doing it unclothed. Scott will be doing it. We're going to do World Naked Gardening Day right here in the station. If you want to call and be a part of World Naked Gardening Day on May the 7th, and think about what you would like to do to participate in it. Chris is in Atlanta, and certainly he'll be celebrating with us. He joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Chris. Chris. Chris, Chris, Chris. There's Chris. Sorry, Chris, I didn't push the right button. There you are. No, that's John. Excuse me. John, 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 John. There you are. Okay, this is John and Smart. Yeah. I've got a peach tree that has the peaches are about the size of a marble, and yeah. they're just touching each other already. I know I need to thin those out of the tree, yep. but how far apart should I pick them? Should I go four inches apart or six yeah. inches apart, or can you give me an idea? John, are you willing to do it naked? <laughs> I think I could, but it's a little chilly right now. Maybe <laughs> I, I do live on an acreage with a woods around me so nobody would see me well get somebody that you trust to come in and take a picture of you thinning your peach tree out there and if you're only half naked that'd be all right too <laughs> but if, you, if you need to thin them which you do need to do i'm just going to introduce it by that they need to be the peaches on there need to be about six to eight inches apart so your goal you're going to take a bunch of peaches off the peach tree yes i understand that but to get the right ratio between peach fruit and peach leaves about six inches apart is, a, is the minimum. And don't throw those peaches down on the ground. Put a little bucket on your belt loop and put them all in the bucket and throw them away in some other place. But that's what you need to do. Thin them out. That's true. Take your shirt off while you do it. Enjoy the day. It's going to be a pretty day this afternoon. And I want to see that picture, John. All right. Okay, man. It's 827 and a half. We'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news. Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Sometimes you might wonder what we do during breaks here at the station. We'll be watching a video called Ant Hill Art on YouTube. 
where they take molten aluminum and pour it into a fire ant mound. We were discussing how to kill fire ants, and Rachel said, you know, there's an interesting thing on YouTube where they pour molten aluminum into a fire ant mound and make art out of it. You can see the aluminum has gone into all the galleries and tunnels and places and things inside the, inside the ant hill. It is artistic. It's interesting. And there are no more fire ants in that mound. Well, let's get out of that. Let's talk about plants. Let's go to Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery. Hey, Mickey, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? That would kill a fire ant pretty handily. Would I, if I were an fire ant, I don't think I'd be very happy. I don't think it would be either. I think they're all dead now. Yeah. So we have Mickey Gasway here. Mickey Gasway every Saturday thinks of what would be a great plant to put on sale for 20% off at all Pike locations. And what is your choice this Saturday, Mickey? Today it's polymonium or Jacob's ladder. I prefer Jacob's ladder to yeah, polymonium. Yeah, a big word, isn't it? It is. I don't like big words. I like little bitty words. Jacob's ladder on Jacob's sale. Jacob's ladder. 20% <laughs> off. Tell me about it. Well, you know, this. I've grown everything, I think, at Pike Nursery except this. Oh, really? Have you grown it? Uh, I was going to say the one that I had three years ago didn't do so well, but it lasted. It was pretty until about July, and then in July the heat, I didn't water it. You know how Walter is sometimes, and so I think it's more of a spring and early summer, more like primula than anything else. Yeah, it really so looks pretty this time really, of year. It's a pretty pretty plant. Yeah, it's sure. got Did yours bloom? No, it did not at all. It has a pretty blue bloom on a bright, true blue bloom on wow. it. And they say after you, um, after it blooms, you cut the bloom all the way back, and then it will re-bloom. Um, so I may have to try one. I think we have to. In the shade. I think we have to, and it grows in the shade. And if I were going to plant it, my bet would be it would not like to be in real damp, soggy soil. That a nice, well-drained soil would be better for it. Right, and I think the coolest part of your yard just. Just yeah. like you would a primrose, I think the same thing. I think I think that'd be great. And so, the, because the Jacob's ladder leaves are variegated, they bring some color and some interest to the yard, even when it's not blooming. It looks right. great. Right, they look really. We've got it back with the the ferns and the hostas, and it looks really pretty mm -hmm. with them. I have a new word for you. We're talking about polym. Spell say the word again. Polymonium is polymonium. how it looks to me. Okay, polymonium. Well, I have another word, another p word for you. Pectate. Do you know what pectate no, means? No, I don't. It describes the leaves of polymonium, or Jacob's Ladder, very nicely. It means like a comb. And so those little leaves on Jacob's Ladder, how they come out from the side of the stem like a comb, uh -huh. that's what it means. I learned my new word of the week, pectate okay. and polymonium. Okay. We need to learn something new every day, don't we? <laughs> and we need to go to Pike and get the polymonium, or Jacob's Ladder is its common name, for 20% off at all locations. Just go to the cashier and say... This is 20% off. Mickey and Walter said so. And That's you can add exactly it to your right. shade garden. It'll be a nice addition there. And I did want to also mention that um, we're ha we have a class this morning on mm -hmm. growing azaleas. That will be at 9 o'clock. That'll be at 9 o'clock at all the stores. I hope everybody will come to that. Right. And then next weekend is Ladybug Weekend. Oh, man, that's a great weekend. Everybody gets ladybugs. Every, well, every, uh, every family gets like ladybugs. And uh, of course, this is a sample of them, and then you can uh, uh, you can buy bigger quantities of them. But they are fun, and the kids love this. And the ladybugs, the natural, normal outdoor ladybugs, are around now. I took a picture of one on a hydrangea yesterday. Well, I noticed on my roses, I had some aphids, and yeah. so that's that's where they're happy, where you can find them some aphids. And, exactly. 
they'll get rid of those. So if you have, I think, frankly, a few is better than a lot of ladybugs because you have a lot, they all move to your neighbor's yard, but if you have a few, that's the perfect number of ladybugs to put in your yard. So that's right. next Saturday. Right, and you need to put them on late in the afternoon. Exactly. Nice whatever, cool. you put them on, it needs to be something that, you know, normally has uh, aphids and put a little bit of water on them and put them on there. They do a good job. So next Saturday, all the pike locations, right. Ladybug Saturday. That's Bring your right. family and get them there. And today, Jacob's Ladder on sale, 20% off all locations. Tell the cashier that's the pike pick of the weekend. You got it. So if I were looking for a pike nursery, including the pike nursery in Swanee, where you and I will be next Saturday morning, right? where would we go to find the location? At pikenursery.com. Of course. And I'll see you there, Mickey. See you there. Bye. This coming Saturday is going to be a very busy day. In fact, this week is going to be a very busy week because on Thursday, I'll be at Gibbs Gardens up in Ball Ground, Georgia. Erica Glazner and myself, the co-author of my garden books, and I will be at Gibbs Gardens uh, about 11 o'clock, I think, on Thursday afternoon. Thursday morning and afternoon will be there afternoon a little bit. And then on Saturday, next Saturday, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, that's going to be a fun day. Get in your car and drive. First, we go to Swanee. Mickey Gasway and I will be there at the Pike Nursery location in Swanee. We'll have Chick-fil-A biscuits. We'll have some Chick-fil-A coffee. We'll have some Milorganite to give away and other things. Chateau Elan have the big um, 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 night overnight stay as well as the couple's massage. That'll be there. That'll go till 9 o'clock, and then I get in my car and drive, 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 drive over to Conyers. They have the um, new Home Expo. It's going to be in Conyers at the Horse Park in Conyers. The East Metro Home and Garden Expo is the real name in Conyers. I'll be there at 11 o'clock talking about gardening for an hour or so, and then get in the car and drive, drive, drive over to Lake Oconee, Del Webb. Oh, what a great, beautiful place Del Webb is, active adult lifestyle community. People have moved there from all over the country. It is a fabulous place to go. And I'll be there from 1 to 3 answering gardening questions and talking every once in a while about gardening. So next Saturday and next Thursday, if you want to see where I'm going to be, go on WalterReeves.com and just type, Where's Walter? Or a little button there, punch that says, Where's Walter? And you'll see how busy it's going to be next Saturday. All right, let's go to who we got next. Uh, Chris is in, well, it doesn't say where Chris is. Well, Chris knows his name. Hey, Chris, good morning. Oops, there he is. Hey, Chris. Hi, I have two mini penny hydrangeas that I planted about a month ago, and I planted them about 10 feet apart. Each one of them is next to an established hydrangea. Yeah. But the new ones, the leaves are weeping. Yeah. I Am think I watering it too much or not enough? Probably not enough at this point in its life. If you were calling me in September and saying my, my hydrangea is really, really drooping all day long, even in the after the after the night, um, I would say you're watering too much. But right now, remember to put the water right down at the base of the plant, Chris. It's got to be right down where the root ball was because it really hasn't expanded much from the root ball you planted when you originally did it. Okay, thank you very much. All right, Chris. Thanks for calling. Uh-huh. Dan comes to us from Lawrenceville. Dan, join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, good morning. Good morning, sir. Got two quick questions, if I may, sir. Okay, one is uh, I got a screened-in porch with everything covered in pollen. I just wonder now, it's a good time to get things cleaned up out there. I think we are right at the edge of the end of pollen. I noticed, you know, of course, the other day I had not only do I have cherry blossoms that are all in my convertible, I have pollen still on the uh, hood, but I noticed that it was not any additional pollen that had not had been added to it over the past three or four days. So my bet is that the pollen from the oaks and the pines is finally gone, and you can paint and you can blow off your porch and everybody will be happy. Yeah, Dan, I think it's ended. Okay, I appreciate that. The other question is, 
I got zoysia grass and everything, of course, is weeds, weeds. Yeah, yeah. So what product do you suggest I use on zoysia grass to get rid of these weeds? Don't forget that the best weed control, and particularly with zoysia, is a really well-fertilized lawn because zoysia itself is a fabulous thick grass. It chokes out weeds pretty nicely all by itself if you fertilize right. So when the zoysia, and it's not there yet, but when the zoysia is, I don't know, 60%, 70% green maybe, Dan, that's when you put the first fertilizer down, do it again in about six or eight weeks, do it again six or eight weeks after that. And uh, you can use any lawn fertilizer stuff you want. Frankly, if it's not in full sun, I would, I would avoid the weed and feeds. Just get something that says this is lawn fertilizer, turf fertilizer. Don't worry about the weeding with the weeding and feeding anyway. But if you have weeds that you can see with your, with your eyes, then go out and just spot spray little, the spots of weeds that you see. Let the zoysia creep in and fill those weed holes. Okay, so I wait until the green set. What percentage? Uh, 60 or 70 would be nice. It really doesn't use any fertilizer when it's brown, and it's still brown right now. Got it, got it. Okay, sir, much appreciated. Dan, it's great talking to you. Thanks for calling. Let's see now. Jane. No, 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 no. Let's go to Bill first. I'll take Jane last. Bill's in Druid Hills, and he joins us on Lawn and Garden. Jane, I mean, Bill, <laughs> you get my head right here. Hey, Bill, good morning. Good morning. What you got? I've got a mature photinia at the corner of my house that has grown up along the edge of the house, and then mm. when it gets to the eave, oh, it man. moved out a little bit, and then it's the bulk of the canopy is above the gutter line. Yeah, and yeah. The, the trunk and the branches are so thick that I need some advice as to what to do to get it under control. I have great news. You have not waited too late. And that is sort of odd in- information to give you, but photinias, when they're pruned in the winter and early spring, get a lot of lush new red growth. That's why photinias were called red-tip photinia. And if they have that lush growth, it is much more likely to get a leaf spot disease that will wipe it out. Whereas if you wait until May or even June sometimes to prune your photinia, it's drier and you don't have as much rain wetting down that new foliage, and you end up having much less of this leaf spot disease. So I say wait until the first week of May, Bill, and do your pruning then. And you can prune them pretty heavily. They're not going to care too much about pruning. I mean, even down to the thick branches, it just take it down to whatever's manageable. So what's now? It's 12, 15 feet tall, maybe? Oh, I no. I would say that it's probably the, the canopy starts at the gutter line, yeah. which is a good 12 feet above ground. Wow. I would say it's somewhere between 25 and 30 feet. So is are there any leaves down close to the ground at 4 feet, 5 feet, 6 feet? No, they're... Most of them are above my head. I would say nine-tenths of it is above my head. I'm really hesitating to say now whether to prune it severely at all without the risk of losing it. On the other hand, what do you have to lose? You've got, you've got the thing that's growing too big. It's a monster right now. What are you going to do other than prune it? Bill, I say let's go ahead and prune and see what happens. Within about a foot of where you make your pruning cut in the trunk of the tree, three feet, four feet, five feet high, that's where most of the growth is going to be. So if I were you, I'd prune it at about two to three feet, and we'll just keep our fingers crossed. And wait till May or so to do that. Yeah, wait till the first week of May. Thank you very much. Great talking to you. Thanks for calling. Mm, Bye-bye. See you soon. It is 848, and we'll be back after this. 
This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. A beautiful day ahead of us. 70s this afternoon, low 40s tonight. No rain in the forecast. G-Day game on the radio. And tomorrow the same. Pretty much it's going to be a great weekend for gardening. Full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Jane is out in Smyrna, and Jane joins us lastly on the Lawn and Garden Show. Hey, Jane. Hey, Walter. Um, I'm calling to see if... uh if this is Boltonia that I have, the birds left me a nice little mat okay. of a plant. And I, <clears throat> last fall, I thought it might be a daisy or something. And I'm thinking now it's Boltonia because it's over a foot tall. Uh, yeah, it's going to get bigger than that, probably. Yeah, and uh, so I didn't know how, you know, I I don't want to lose it, but yet it's not in the right place. And I didn't know how, Move it. how you know, how shallow or how deep the roots are. They're not they very deep. I think six inches deep, Jane, is fine. Is With your shovel, go up six inches underneath the Boltonia plants, you're fine. I have some Gara that needs moving. I have some uh, Coreopsis that needs moving. Same mm-hmm. sort of deal. They were planted by other plants around that had some seeds they dropped. And I may get to that today or tomorrow, maybe, but both of those need to be moved around in my garden for the same reason as you. It's just in the wrong place right now. Boltonia is not hard to move. Oh, good. Okay. Well, thank you. Nothing to it. And more <laughs> more garden chores than that when you get out there. I guarantee there's going to be more right. than just moving that little plant. <laughs> thank you, Walter. You bet. Thanks for calling, Jane. Bye. Don't forget, next Saturday, I'll be at the Swanee Pike Nursery starting at 6 a.m. You can join me there. We'll have the Chick-fil-A biscuits starting around 6.30 for the first 100 customers. That'll be a bunch of fun, and we'll have Milorganite packs to give away and Chateau Elan as well. And also, after that, run out to Conyers for the East Metro Home and Garden Expo in Conyers at 11 o'clock, talking about gardening for a little while there. And then to Dell Webb at Lake Oconee, active adult lifestyle for the folks who want to buy houses out there. Big, 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 big event. I'll be there from 1 to 3 at Dell Webb, Lake Oconee. All the details at WalterReeves.com. Where's Walter? Punch that button. See where I'm going on Thursday, going to Gibbs Gardens up in Ballground, which is a gorgeous garden. Man, oh man, you could make a make a little swing and do Gibbs Garden and Ballground. Go to Gainesville and see the new Atlanta Botanical Garden outpost in Gainesville. Mm, two awesome places. If you did not get your question answered today, you can always go to my website, WalterReeves.com. Just type a couple of words in the search line. Maybe you'll find something I've written about it. I have 12,000 articles on there. Surely I've written about your plant sometime. You can follow me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Pinterest, where my Pinterest board is all about weed identification and control. My Saturday morning is made even better by spending it with Rachel Perry, who is screening calls this morning in Ashley's absence. Scott Maxim brings us our music and found the attack of the killer tomatoes earlier this morning, which I really appreciated him finding there. He also keeps us on the air, which I really, really appreciate. Tim Bryant brought us the news this morning. Next Saturday, of course, Lorenzo Kemp will keep us there at the Pike Nursery, and he is the engineer who does not sleep. I'll see you next Saturday for another edition of Lawn and Garden.